All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to Slasher Saturday. My name is Derek. My name's Eleanor. Today, we are talking about Friday the 13th, part one. It is a uh, revisit for me, a first watch for my wife, Eleanor. Yeah, I've actually never seen this movie until now, and it was definitely an interesting time. Definitely. Very exciting stuff. So, yeah, we're going to get into, I guess, full spoilers. Spoilers. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's an, an older old movie, movie, so but I feel like you don't really need to say if that. If for but. some reason you guys haven't seen it and you don't <laughs> want spoilers, I mean, go watch the movie and come back. But I mean, this movie's from the 80s, so. And if you are new to the channel, this is basically a weekly show at this point, but it might turn into a monthly show down the road. Who knows? Uh, but we're basically going to go over just our favorite horror movies, either ones that I love and want to get Eleanor's perspective on, ones that either she hasn't seen or ones we haven't seen in a while. And yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Very casual, laid back. Uh, we're by no means experts of any kind. So right. it's and just our opinion. And, you know, everyone's entitled to their opinion. So hopefully right. it's a good time. And also, Derek is much more well-versed in horror movies than I am. Just a little background on us for you guys. He has seen horror movies since he was really young, and I was very sheltered as a child and was not allowed to watch a lot of horror films. So some of these are first-time watches for me because I only really started seeing horror movies as a teenager. And the horror movies I really like are the paranormal, jumpy, scary ones. And Derek really likes the slasher films, so we kind of exchange horror films back and forth between one another so if you guys want to suggest horror movies for us let us know what your favorites are down in the comments below absolutely because although i grew up on horror i didn't grow up on all horror it was just like you know there's so many different subgenres. right exactly today's is slasher and it is one that some people hold very very close to their heart you know it's the original friday the 13th to a lot of people it is gold it is the you know, uh, what's the word? The kind of everybody's golden image, or uh, it's like the creme de la creme of slasher. For films a lot for of people, people yeah, yeah, it's like what everybody else should be striving for. The gold standard, if you will. Gold standard. Thank you. That's what I was looking for. And uh, there's other people that either haven't seen it because Jason's not in it, and any Jason movie, kind of like uh, Season of the Witch, people you know don't watch because the iconic slasher characters not in it and i get that i was that way for a long time i uh the first friday the 13th film this movie that we're talking about today uh, was not the first friday movie that i saw i believe it wasn't the first one for me either right so the first one for me i believe was honestly probably jason x which is crazy to say or oh no 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 (laughs) sorry 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 jason lives jason lives and then Jason X, and then I don't even remember from there. But the last ones that I saw were the first three, just because I heard the first movie doesn't have Jason, second movie doesn't have the mask, and then the third movie I heard was just bad. But we'll be going into all that, going into all that. What about you, Eleanor? What's been your experience with Friday the 13th? So my first Friday the 13th movie, blasphemously enough, was the reboot. <laughs> Hey, I like it. I, I really like that movie, too. But, you know, for to see the reboot before the original might be a sin in some people's minds. Um, but I'm having a good time going back and rewatching them. So, I mean, should we just get into it? Yeah. So I'm sure for a lot of people that were alive and, 
you know, old enough to actually see this movie in theaters probably thought this movie was a lot better than your average audience today just because, you know, there was nothing else quite like it before other than Halloween, which this movie was heavily inspired by. But for audiences today, I think it's great that people like us and even people a lot younger than us are rediscovering this film and rediscovering this franchise. And maybe it's not everybody, but certainly a lot. And it is kind of weird, though, Going back to the original film and the first film in the franchise when it's not the first one we saw. It's like, for me anyways, I felt like it was a movie I had seen before because it took the formula from the first movie and replicated it and added on to it throughout the years. But I, even though I had never seen it and Jason wasn't in it, it felt very familiar to me. Did you feel that way at all? Well, first of all, I want to say that also people who were watching this movie back when it came out did not know that Pamela Voorhees was the murderer in the right. movie. Whereas I went into the movie already knowing that. Yeah. So, I mean, for them, it was probably also a better experience because it was a murder mystery. Whereas for me, I was going into it and already knowing this first-person killer was Pamela Voorhees. But it is a little strange to go back and see the roots of it because it has evolved so much, I feel like. It still has that similar flavor to the first one. You know, a bunch of horny teenagers get murdered out at Camp Crystal Lake. That's pretty much the gist of most of the movies. But the fact that it was Pamela Voorhees was great to me. Like, honestly. um, She was the highlight. I know that some people aren't a big fan of her acting, but she was the highlight of this movie for me. She was amazing. I think that actress, like, for what she was given, she fucking ate that shit, man. She took those lines and she made it her own. Betsy Palmer. Yes. Yeah, I looked it up. I love her. Betsy Palmer, if you're listening to this, we love you, girl. And also, she just took that role. She made it her own. Like, I'm sorry, but if I was faced with a rather normal-looking woman who probably seems like in her 40s looks like everyone's mom, right? And she looks at me and she goes, kill her, mommy. I'd be like, um, what the fuck am I listening to? What is happening? I would be terrified. You know what I mean? I would be like, this person's absolutely insane. So she did that perfectly to me. I think that that is honestly the highlight of the movie for me. A lot of the characters were memorable in this somewhat. I think they were likable. But their names were memorable because they were said either once or I just could not remember it. And they were all kind of stereotypes. Yeah. At least for the teenagers. So, I mean... But, to be fair, they weren't really, like... They were the start of those stereotypes. Right, exactly. So, they were doing really well with what they were given. And I still think as a group of friends, like, all together, they were pretty likable as a Yeah, group. you know, it wasn't... There was some, like, love triangle stuff going on with three of them. But very, very brief. It it looked like it was just a scene, if anything. But unlike in the reboot, I will say, these friends aren't constantly fighting. There are some horror movies where these <laughs> these friends are like throwing shit at each other and saying all sorts of horrible things to each other. And you're like, how are you guys actually friends? Like, I do not buy your friendship. You're not the right. same age. You don't have anything in common. And you're not friendly to each other whatsoever. I at least bought that not only were these kids uh, friends, 
but also like romantically involved and right. attracted they genuinely to each cared other. cared for each other. They seemed to already know each other pretty well. I mean, that was evident for me, especially in the scene where I think it was Bill maybe who was drowning. I don't remember who it was. It was one of the kids was oh, pretending yeah. like he was drowning. And how fast all those kids ran, two of them dove in the water, a third one got a life preserver, and then the other kids got in a canoe and rode out there, and how fast they got out there to their friend really speaks to how connected they were. And I'm like, that's something that's really good to write into these horror movies, is to make likable characters. Even though, yes, in these slasher films, a lot of the time we are rooting for the killer, it's still nice to have characters that you can root for. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I didn't... Honestly, like, I do like the characters, but I didn't think they were overly memorable. Not that they weren't memorable, though. It was like, It was you know like what they're I mean? right in the middle. They were memorable, yeah. but just not... Right. They were just not memorable enough to be forgettable. Like, that I don't remember hardly any of their names. And Betsy Palmer is unfortunately no longer with us. But her performance as Mrs. Voorhees surprisingly to me was actually really really well done i thought it was really good and you know i'm at first i was wondering like okay is her uh speaking as young jason going to get cheesy and they certainly could have made it that way and with it being an older film does it hold up i would say yeah it does because then when she transitions to her own voice she she could be a total voice actress. Maybe she is. I, I haven't done my really homework powerful. on her at all. So for all I know, maybe she was. But yeah, I thought it was really well done. Her transition between Jason and Mrs. Voorhees, it could have been uh, really cheesy. And I thought still to this day, it was actually really creepy. And like you said, if you were in person with a very average looking person, woman, very average-looking woman, just normal, typical. She looks woman. like a trustworthy, a trustworthy adult. soccer mom. Yeah, and you know she gives you a hug. She's, oh, I'm, fr- I'm a friend of the Christies, and you're like, okay, I immediately trust you. Please save me. And right. then all of a sudden she starts saying, you know, killer mommy, killer, I will. And then you're just like, oh shit, yeah, that would be terrifying. And yeah, in a lot of ways, at times she was even as scary as Jason in some of the other movies. In some of them, um, because not only could she speak, but you could see her motivations. You knew her motivations, exactly what they were. And to see her actual facial expressions as she's coming at you, she's very expressive with her face and with her teeth. Yes. (laughs) She's one of those that like, she almost like grits her teeth. Like she's showing you like a dog, like how a dog bears her teeth and it's intimidating. And not only that, she's just like, she has that badass, intimidating woman aura about her. And I love that. And I also just like it between her voice of Jason and her voices, Pamela Voorhees, like the way she was able to snip, snap, snip, snap between the two of them. To me, it really showed that, no matter which one of them is dead, quote-unquote, we don't know if Jason was really dead, but for this movie, I was assuming he was, just because that's what we were being told. And, you know, between whichever one of them is dead or alive, they have an inherent connection that cannot be severed. And so she really displayed that well for me. At least it seems. Yeah, Yeah, it definitely does. And especially like there were scenes where it showed just her teeth when she was talking as Jason and then it would zoom out and would show her face when she was talking as Pamela Voorhees. So I think it was 
a lot easier and more convincing to hear her as Jason when you couldn't see the rest of her face. And she did a really, she did a great job. And we'll talk about whether or not Jason is actually alive or dead in a second. But with the kids and with Pamela, Mrs. Voorhees, Betsy Palmer's performance, I think part of the reason why we're ranting and raving about her performance, which she had limited dialogue. A lot of her uh, on-screen time was her physically uh, performing physical stunts. And that fight was honestly pretty brutal between the two girls at the end. Yeah, especially where Alice got her head smashed in the sand. Oh, yeah, and even falling on the hardwood, landing into chairs and tables, that's got to hurt. Although, like I said, these teenagers in pretty much every Friday the 13th movie either A, are unlikable and I am rooting for Jason to kill them and then when Jason kills them, I'm very happy, which (laughs) is what I'm looking for most of the time in a Friday movie. Right. Or the the characters are likable and then when Jason's coming after them, I'm just highly entertained. To me, this one was like these characters are likable enough. They're serviceable to the movie and and a lot of these kids were, you know, in their first acting jobs or some of their first acting jobs. So when you had Betsy Palmer come on screen, it was like all of a sudden, oh, crap, they actually got a real big time actor for this right. movie. And you immediately felt it. As soon as she started talking, just as soon as she said, I'm Mrs. Voorhees, I'm a friend of the Christie's, or I'm Pamela Voorhees, Mrs. Voorhees, whatever she said. Yeah. As soon as she said it, just like, I immediately bought into, like, I immediately knew she was the most talented actor in the movie. You yes. know what I'm saying? Definitely. Does that make sense? She has such a presence about her, too. Yeah. Sorry to try to, I was trying to get there, but that's what, that's what the end result was trying to be. <laughs> well... Not all of this movie was sunshine and rainbows, unfortunately. We did have some problems with it. And just take what we're about to say with a grain of salt because, you know... It sound like we're going to just destroy the movie. I have, no. like, a couple of minor issues. Right. I only have one major issue, which I think a lot of people have the same major issue, and you know exactly what I'm going to bring up. In the, If you didn't know, there's a snake in this movie. And the snake was a stunt actor owned by somebody it was somebody's pet that was paid to be in this movie they did not know that their snake pet was going to be decapitated on screen and so that was really hard for me to watch because even if you don't like snakes which i don't that is somebody's pet and it's just disrespectful to do and then to make two jokes after immediately after they chopped up somebody's pet on screen that's just really fucked up and I don't think it served any purpose in the movie other than setting up that we had a machete, but he was cutting weeds five seconds earlier with the machete. So you could have just showed him cutting weeds and setting the machete down, and it still would have set up that beheading in the end without having to decapitate someone's snake or get a rubber snake. Sabini did some excellent work with the special effects. Oh, that was another thing we didn't talk about. Right. Sabini did excellent work with the special effects. He could have made a snake. So they should have. They should have done that. And that is honestly just my biggest flaw with this movie. Other than that, 
really the only problems I have with it are some scenes just feel unnecessary. Like that one felt unnecessary. It didn't feel needed. And then right after we have a kid running around dressed in his underwear and making racial stereotypes toward Native Americans with a headdress on. And that just felt unnecessary as well. Yeah, all of what you said, I, I agree with. And I agree that it doesn't really hold up to today's movie dated. standards. Like it wouldn't like none of that was in the reboot. Right. You know exactly. what I mean? And I am somebody that, you know, snakes get in my yard once in a while. And if I can't get them out, sometimes I got to kill them to protect my dogs, protect right. my cat. So I'm going to do that. I have no love for snakes. I think they're serpents from hell. And so <laughs> when but then when I hear that it was someone's pet that, you know, it slithered their slimy, disgusting body around their owner's hands, and their owner felt love and warmth from that demon. I still felt bad because I was like, dude, that probably just traumatized the guy. Because I'm imagining, hey, man, can we borrow your husky for uh, a movie? And I'm like, sure. And then I see them butcher him. You know, obviously they wouldn't do that to a dog today, but would they do that to a snake today? Probably I not. I don't think so. Because I don't right. think it's allowed. I think there's now a lot of laws in place for animal cruelty. So it's and just, also on sets and stuff like you that. You know, it's just uh, further proof of how we've grown as a society. We've learned right. from this experience. But, yeah, it is it is something that when you, like, rewatch it and you if you know that it's a real snake and it was somebody's pet, it wasn't just, like, a wild snake that they took out or oh, a snake that had actually gotten in. Um, then it kind of does stick out a little bit for me. Yeah, and it's just uncomfortable, I think. It just makes me angry when I see it. But, I mean, other than the snake thing, really the only thing, other things that kind of bothered me was there were some cheesy shots where it was like the still frames or the slow, jagged frames you know what i mean where they slow it down i didn't really have a problem with it that's just kind of dated and it just felt dated to me but that was the only problem i really had with that sure um other than that it was just like some of the characters were kind of forgettable but really this movie was nine out of ten for me pretty much like it was a really good movie and i was surprised by that because i was worried i'd heard from other YouTubers watching their reviews and stuff of it, that it was boring or it wasn't as good or it was lower on their list because of not having Jason in it or because of it being a little slow. And there were times where it was a little slow, but I think the kills were good. They were gory. They were everything you'd want from slasher film. So, I mean, I was overall satisfied with it. Did you have any problems with it? No, the snake scene did bother me, but... Honestly, it's not going to linger in my head. Other than that, some of the characters were likable more than others, but none of them I thought were quite necessarily annoying. They were just doing some annoying things at times. Not a super, super strong final girl of all time. I'd say probably definitely in the top five, but not like my favorite. So I I should say strong final girl, but not uh, not my favorite. Right. Maybe I could I could see why she'd definitely be in a lot of people's like top three, but not my favorite, and not my favorite human character. I don't no, I don't know human character non Jason character right. of the Friday the Thirteenth franchise. But other than that, no, I really like this movie. Um, it's not my favorite 
Friday the 13th. But if I had to give it a thumbs up or thumbs down, definitely thumbs up. Uh, would love to mention that the score was awesome. Not not John Carpenter Halloween level for me. I personally would hold that one above. But it doesn't need to be. I mean, that one's super iconic. And the Friday the 13th soundtrack is super iconic. So they're both legendary. Uh, I don't think one necessarily needs to be in competition with the other. They could both exist just fine, and they have on their own. But I would be remiss if I didn't mention the score. Yeah, the score was amazing. I loved a lot of the cinematography. The kills were great. The makeup from Tom Sabini was awesome. And it's a shame that he wasn't able to do all of these movies' uh, makeup effects. But, of course, he was able to come back for a few of them. And those ones definitely benefited from it. But that will do it for today, guys. Thanks for listening. Hope you all have a great rest of your weekend. And if you're enjoying this or this uh, conversation, and if you want to hear it continue into other films, make sure to come back next Saturday where we'll probably be talking about Friday the 13th Part 2. And remember, those are just our thoughts. We're not by any means any sort of horror experts, just a couple of, uh, well, a married couple sitting down watching a horror movie together discussing our thoughts. And... By no means are you not entitled to your opinion. I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts, especially from the people that were actually able to see this movie in theaters and see how the Friday the 13th franchise kind of evolved. And I was actually there to witness all of it, as opposed to half of it, like me. Good start to the Friday the 13th franchise. Not necessarily in my top three, maybe my top five. Definite thumbs up, and it definitely holds up. But before you go, please make sure to give this video a like, subscribe to the channel, and comment down below your favorite parts of this movie and maybe some of your issues. Thanks for watching. Have a great day.